Greetings again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OSI Today, the podcast featuring news and views from around the Office of Special Investigations. I'm Wayne Amon from OSI Public Affairs. August 1st, 2023 marks the 75th anniversary of OSI's inception. Throughout the year, the command is commemorating the occasion based on the theme, Inspired by Our Past, OSI's Future Starts Today. And with me to discuss how the 5th Field Investigations Region fits into that scenario is Region 5 Commander, Colonel Laura DeYoung. Colonel, welcome to the program. Always great to chat with you. Hey, thank you, Wayne. It's a pleasure to chat with you as well. So I just want to start off by saying I appreciate uh, this series that you've put together to mark OSI's anniversary. I, and I'm sure many others, do believe it's important to understand the challenges that we've overcome to help prepare us for the ones we have yet to face. So thank you. Very, very good uh, table setting there, ma'am. I appreciate that. So let's get right into a little bit of uh, background, shall we, especially for our uh, new listeners to OSI um, uh, and the podcast. Uh, Region 5 was created back in June of 1992. Uh, Can you give us kind of a thumbnail sketch as to how that activation started? Sure. So Region 5's activation was born out of changes that were taking place in the Air Force's size and structure at the time. So across the Department of Defense and the Air Force, we had significant cuts in the number of personnel with the end of the Cold War in 1991. Mm -hmm. Of course, with that came anxiety and concerns across the Air Force and OSI. And as the drawdowns continued, OSI faced the challenge of a smaller and reorganized organization. So OSI also seized on the opportunities we had at that time, primarily the chance to adapt and realign itself to better partner and support its customers. Mm -hmm. So previously, each regional headquarter or district for the old timers was responsible for a geographic area that sometimes included bases from other major commands. One example would be a district headquarters that supported Langley Air Force Base, Virginia, an air combat command base also supported AMC and AM, uh, Air Force Material Command. Mm-hmm. So OSI seized the opportunity at the time to realign the regional headquarters with major commands rather than geographically as we had in the past. Right. So at the time, OSI realigned the regions from 13 to 7. And in June of 1992, under the command of Colonel David A. Burt, and senior enlisted leader, Chief Master Sergeant David Priest, who is a mentor and friend of mine, mm-hmm. they deactivated OSI District 70 and activated Region 5 with the purpose of aligning it to U.S. Air Forces Europe. So wow. at the time, the realignment also led to the activation of four field investigation squadrons. They were located at Mildenhall, Ankara, in Turkey, Aviano, and Sembok. Mm-hmm. Um, And even though it was considered operationally effective in October of 1992, the reality is OSI agents have been conducting criminal investigations and counterintelligence activities across Europe since December of 1948. Uh Uh, As an example, in April of 1992, two months before Region 5's activation, the then OSI District 70 apprehended an Air Force spy and defector, Sergeant Jeffrey Carney. Mm -hmm. Right. That's, that's, that's quite a legacy, ma'am. No doubt about that. Now, uh, as far as uh, uh, Region 5 is the regional uh, headquarters for all OSI units to identify, exploit, and neutralize criminal, terrorist, and intelligence threats to uh, U.S. Air Forces in Europe and Air Forces Africa, uh, the U.S. Uh, Africa Command, U.S. European Command, and Third Air Force. 
given all those uh, uh, areas of responsibility, what unique challenges does that diverse responsibility present for an organization like Region 5? Yeah, no, great question. So OSI Region 5 uh, has grown and adapted over time to meet our changing mission requirements. And as you mentioned, we are aligned and deeply ingrained with many of our customers. Over time, we've grown to 35 detachments in operating locations in 10 countries across Europe and Africa, with a number of our agents and analysts embedded with partners and allies to ensure we're fully integrated and collaborating across our full mission spectrum. So of course, yeah, that drives very unique challenges. So Region 5's challenges um, come from a number of things, one being our wide um, mission spectrum, the large customers we support and requirements are very, very unique uh, operating environment across Europe and Africa. And with that, the tyranny of distance, which is a significant factor. Right. And, you know, with, with any success, I often say success comes from timing, luck and opportunity. Uh, it's a <laughs> phrase, but I, when I, when I'm talking to my team, I also add the power of geography. And I really do believe that when I look across the AOR for region five, and that is um, absolutely true now, more now than ever today. Much of um, what we are doing, our agents find themselves conducting activities in very unfamiliar environments, um, working through unique host nation laws, practices, and cultures. And our, um, our activity across our full spectrum mission really requires good coordination and integration with our stakeholders across the Department of Defense and the Air Force, of course, but also with our NATO allies, uh, country teams where we're working out of consulates and with host nation law enforcement and security services. And so understanding that environment is is really unique to Region 5. It certainly sounds like, uh, you know, we hear the term partnerships uh, a lot within OSI. It sounds like uh, uh, partnerships are, are an integral part of uh, uh, the, the Region 5 uh, DNA. Absolutely. And and I say that quite often, you know, General Brown has really charged us with integrated by design. And I do believe OSI agents, uh, this is one area that we we have a strength in because we do partner. But even more than just partnering and integration is the next level of how are we working interoperable? How are we able to operate in one area where our partners and allies can operate in another and we can we can really reinforce each other's missions? Right, right. Well said. Now, uh, ma'am, you mentioned the word geography a moment ago. Uh, Region 5 headquarters at Ramstein Air Base in Germany, where uh, you're at right now, serves more than 100 countries, over 1 billion, with a B, people, spanning nearly 20 million square miles, encompassing more than 100 embassies and consulates and hundreds of airfields, plus much more. Uh, Given all those eye-popping numbers, What's been Region 5's key to successfully operating uh, with such an international footprint as you see it? So I would say OSI as a whole is really fortunate to be one of the most diverse organizations in the Department of the Air Force. We have done uh, a lot of deliberate planning and work on recruiting a diverse pool of agents and capitalizing on uh, inclusion to create an environment where individuality is important, differences are respected, and collaboration um, is really part of our day-to-day. Our strength really comes from our diversity and inclusion combined with the tenacity and the excitement that comes along with um, such a dynamic and active environment that we work in. 
And so ultimately, I would say it's our diversity, our inclusion, capability, tenacity of our agents that we use to overcome the challenges that we face in our two vast AORs. And again, going back to uh, our agents and analysts across Region 5, we really rely heavily on our, our liaison and our partner relationships because that's one of the most important factors driving uh, our ability to operate. Right. Now, uh, Colonel, uh, what are some of the mission milestones that Region 5 can reflect upon that have defined its legacy? I know there's there's probably a litany, a, a grocery list, if you will, uh, of, of uh, tremendous uh, milestones that Region 5 has been involved with. Um, from your perspective as the uh, current Region 5 commander, uh, what milestones uh, kind of impressed you over the years and uh, that have defined that, uh, that impressive legacy that uh, your organization has developed? Thank you for the question. There's definitely a lot to unpack there. Uh, and it was exciting for me to learn even more about my region. So in terms <laughs> of uh, OSI in Europe traces its lineage in part to the 31st Military Police Criminal Investigation Detachment. Uh, this detachment was activated in England before moving to Wiesbaden, Germany in 1945. And it investigated and reported on crimes committed by or against members of the Army or the Army Air Forces before its deactivation in March of 1949. Mm -hmm. So those personnel were absorbed by the newly formed OSI District 70. Outside of this genesis, there are a lot of notable moments in OSI history that originated in Europe. Um, the first joint drug enforcement team, OSI's response to terrorism throughout the 80s, our unique counterintelligence environment that we had during the Cold War, mm -hmm. our support to Operation Allied Force to halt the humanitarian crisis unfolding in Kosovo in 1999, and most recently, our support to Operation Allies Welcome in 2021. And so I'll, I'll walk through a, a couple of these. So the sure. Joint Drug Enforcement Team idea grew out of um, an effort in the 1970s in Germany, which paired the security police, now security forces, investigators with OSI agents to tackle the growing drug distribution problem. The success of our JDETs here in Germany really led to the concept being spread all through OSI and extended for through, through several decades. Mm -hmm. Combating terrorism in many ways originated here. So between 1968 and 1981 across uh, OSI, we had 370 terrorist attacks directed at U.S. military interests around the world. And in 1981, three very key events happened in Europe that drove home the extent of the terrorist threat to Air Force personnel in foreign locations. This included one that many of us are familiar with, um, the kidnapping of U.S. Army Brigadier General Hames Dozier by the Red Brigade terrorists in Italy, mm -hmm. the attempted assassination of the U.S. Army Europe Sink in Heidelberg, Germany, and um, closer to home here, the detonation of the Red Army faction bomb directed at the USAFE commander at Ramstein in August of 1981. Mm -hmm. um, in March of 1999, NATO carried out an aerial bombing campaign against what was then called the, the Federal Republic of Yugoslavia during the Kosovo War. And uh, in order to support NATO's efforts, OSI deployed 105 agents to 37 locations in 14 countries supporting Operation Allied Force. Wow. And then most recently, and one that I've had the honor and privilege to work on is Operation Allies Refuge and Operation Allies Welcome, which was one of the largest humanitarian airlift operations in US history. Region five, we at the time surged 117 OSI agents, analysts and support personnel who worked tire tirelessly, and I, I really do mean that, right. in support 
Christian said, supporting the almost 35,000 Afghan travelers that were transiting through Ramstein at the time. And through our efforts, we were able to identify 80 potential threats to the homeland, preventing them from moving on to the U.S. So it was a very exciting time. Wow, no doubt about that. And it must give you some uh, a lot of satisfaction knowing that uh, uh, you had a, a hand in that as well, as you mentioned. Uh, it gives you a lot of... Uh, uh, you know, uh, you're very a lot of pride involving uh, what your people have done and and uh, uh, giving them the kind of leadership uh, uh, that you can provide them in a in a very uh, international situation like that. Uh, no doubt, is that is that a pretty fair assessment? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, uh, Colonel, uh, who have been some of the significant contributors to Region Five success through the years? I know, again, another laundry list here uh, because there's so many uh, uh, folks that have uh, contributed to the success of the organization. Uh, but there are, are there a couple of uh, significant contributors that uh, kind of stand out in your mind over the years? You know, I, I don't know if this is the answer that you're looking for, but I, I thought about it long and hard, and I really do believe this. Uh, our our success has come from really everyone that's been assigned here, every right. agent staff member, every analyst and leader, because um, it, it would be hard for me to identify certain key individuals because it's really the sum of all of their actions, their decisions, mm -hmm. both their failures and their successes, which has created the opportunity for Region 5 to not only meet our current mission objectives, but to continue to en endure and prepare for evolving threats to the Air Force and the people and mission that we protect. And so it you know, as I think about all the changes that we've had over the years and where OSI is going, what I've come to recognize is OSI doesn't have the lack, the luxury of planning and executing a finite game, right? Mm -hmm. So the Air Force says fly, fight, win, which is inherently has an end state when you win. But OSI doesn't have an end state. Our mission is continuous and infinite. Right. We plan, analyze, action, integrate, partner, share, inform, execute, defend, investigate, go to sleep and wake up and we do it again. <laughs> right. so I look that, sounds like a, that sounds like a, a great uh, saying to have on a t-shirt. <laughs> so if, if I try to identify significant contributors to the success of region five through the years, I really do think it's every member of the team since our inception and the actions of those who operated in the AOR before us, it's all of them. Right. Now, uh, obviously, uh, uh, in the past, uh, uh, OSI leadership has said uh, uh, things like uh, our our most important weapon system uh, is the, the, the people that uh, work for it. Uh, is that another pretty fair assessment that uh, uh, you could pretty much stand by? Absolutely. And it's the it's the full spectrum of our mission, not just, of course, the agents, the analysts our enabling uh, staff members as well. And so it's all of it that works together to really push forward the mission. And I, I, I think Region 5 is other regions. We uh, we do that exceptionally well. Well said. Uh, Colonel, uh, let's put on uh, or I should say bring out your kind of crystal ball here for a second, if you can. Uh, how would you characterize the future of Region 5? Uh, it, uh, from what you've told me so far, uh, it sounds like that future is, is very, very bright. I think so. I would like to think so. So uh, as, as you said and probably realized, both Europe and Africa are so dynamic. There's really no way to truly forecast what it will look like in the long term. Mm -hmm. I think a couple years ago, we never would have anticipated the situation that we're currently in. However, some of our more recently challenges in the AOR uh, has really driven us to acquire new skills and disciplines and to learn to adapt. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
it's ironic. We started this conversation with how Region 5 was born out of the Air Force restructuring at the end of the Cold War. So over the last year, the, the world has really witnessed an unthinkable land war in Europe pitting old adversaries against one another. Yeah. And, and with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, it was the, the lowest point in U.S., European and NATO relations with Russia since the Cold War. But what this invasion really showcased and highlighted is OSI's ability to adapt and change to adapt and keep up with the changing realities of conflict, mm-hmm. uh, whether it is preparing for um, GPC threats from nation states or countering violent extremism across Europe and Africa. And so uh, as I look into the future, I, I think this is going to continue to grow uh, both across Europe and Africa because we re- we do have a really robust mission on that. Um, and then more specifically, uh, what we've been working on to increase is the increased need for technology protection across Europe and Africa with uh, the countries that we partner with and the complex cyber environment encompassing state and non-state adversaries. And so those are really the area that I, I see uh, Region 5 continuing to uh, develop and grow. I'm glad you brought up that word technology, Colonel, because I've asked other uh, region commanders and whatnot that uh, uh, a major challenge for everyone in OSI is to stay ahead of the ever-changing technology, which seems like it changes every day. So that in itself uh, is is a major undertaking for uh, the command. Absolutely. Staying ahead of the technology and then um, trying to also stay ahead of the threats that our partners and allies are facing as we as we look towards a more interoperable um, partnership and we we exchanged uh, technology even more. And so in different environments, working through different laws and different mindsets and different capabilities, that all becomes a challenge. Right. Now, uh, Colonel, before we wrap things up today, is there anything else you'd like to add about being part of OSI's uh, 75th anniversary observance? Quite a milestone for the command. Absolutely. Well, Wayne, I first I want to say, uh, just like I started, thank you. It's been an honor to represent the legacy of Region 5 with you today. I have to tell you, I came into OSI a bright-eyed lieutenant fresh out of college, and I've been blessed to have uh, incredible mentors and friends throughout my career. And I've always been fascinated by the stories and the histories and the legacy that they were part of. But it really wasn't until I came to Region 5 that I felt uh, truly the weight of how OSI history is made. So we tend to recognize significant events when they've become part of our past. But I've come to to appreciate, especially working through OAR and OAW and what were the efforts that were going forth in support of the Ukraine crisis. I've come to appreciate the significance of what we OSI are doing today, every day. It's easy as our mission continues to grow and evolve to get bogged down in the daily grind. But I really encourage people to not underestimate the impact of our daily actions, to stop and take a breath and understand we're making tomorrow's history today, because sometimes I think that point is lost on us. And more importantly, or equally as important, to have fun at the job that we're doing, because it really is a privilege to be part of our organization. And so we are, as you said, in unprecedented times. So our future planning and present actions, I do believe, will be reflected upon in OSI's 100th anniversary podcast. Perhaps you'll be part of that. So I look forward to listening to that. I do think it's going to be incredible. (laughs) Great. 
Our guest has been Colonel Laura DeYoung, the commander of OSI's 5th Field Investigations Region. Colonel, thanks again for taking the time to be with us. It was fantastic to talk to you today. Thanks, Wayne. And thanks to all of you listening for tuning in. For OSI Today, I'm Wayne Amon saying so long for now.